Greetings and welcome to Nightfall. My name is Patrick. I'm your host, and this week we are playing Agents of the Black Hand, which is this little spin-off that I've created uh, that began from a one-shot that I entitled Pirate's Bay. Um, and uh, from that, I uh, spawned a little bit of uh, a side venture with some borderline murder hobos uh, that are Aiden, Brandon, and Dean. And last week, uh, we got to do a little bit of stuff here and there in a place called Chimeria, which you'll see right behind me, uh, which is actually available on Incarnate uh, as a published uh, map that you can use in your own game. Aiden, Why don't you go yeah. ahead and introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about the character you're going to be playing this evening. Um, so I work with Patrick. And sorry, give me one second. My character's name is Loric. He's a Eladrin ranger. And he kind of just likes having fun with the people he's around, but at the same time, um, be a little mischief by himself. A little mischievous. And he loves money and rum. To recap what happened last week, our party our group of um, conspirators, whatever, they went in search of getting a safe that they procured on the ship that they procured. Um, they wanted to get it open, and they didn't know how. And so the first thing that came to mind is hey, let's go talk to the really uh, nice, evil queen drow that's been, you know, giving us work. Uh, and uh, it did work out. They got the safe unlocked. But um, she asked them to do something for her as well. Uh, and, well, that's uh, an endeavor all on its, its own. Um, basically, the, she wants someone murdered and replaced. <laughs> uh, very, you know, whatever. Um, but Aiden, and somewhere when they went into the courtroom and then were talking to some nobles and then made their way out of the courtroom, that's where you kind of fell into that rabbit hole. Uh, somewhere along that route you met Alice and the rabbit and the Mad Hatter and had tea um <laughs> and so in the spirit of that I thought I'd take you down a real rabbit hole okay. so when you enter into the courtroom and they speak with the nobles and 
the nobles are like, you guys look important because you guys are wearing those brooches. And they direct the people that are your um, companions to the door that they went through. Um, they begin off that way. And you start to follow them. When someone comes in the courtroom as well, very large, stocky man. And uh, first look, he does look like a man until he removes his helmet. When he removes his helmet, you see these tusks. And you know that from what you thought was just the, the look of the chainmail and the armor, that he actually has green skin. Greenish mm. skin. This isn't orange. He's got tusks, he's got a ring going around his nose, and he's got his little, you know, um, uh, uh, braids in his hair and so forth. I uh, might even have uh, braided bones into his beard. Um, he has very grizzled features and maybe a scar across his eye. Um, he says, Ho there. You're that elf that uh, the missus has been talking about, aren't you? The hunter? Yes. What is it? Who are you? What is it you call? Sorry? What does it call yourself? Lorik. Lorik. Lorik, what I. What an elfin name. Very dainty. Makes me want to puke. <laughs> but Lord, I've been told that uh, that you are quite good with that bow, are you not? Yes. Are you any good riding across uh, across the plains on the back of a beast? We could always find out. Well, it's one thing to be good on a with a bow, but if you can ride and shoot the bow, well, now you're useful to me. And we want to see whether or not you can be useful to someone like me. Hi, I'm Malachor. And he extends a hand. I extend mine forth. He says, uh, it is a pleasure to meet you. I, uh, I'm the leader of, uh, this group of orc riders. Now, uh, I've been asked to, to see if, uh, you have what it takes to, to ride with the big dogs. What say we go meet him? Let's go. So, you guys end up leaving out of the court to a back court. <laughs> that doesn't leave out to the corridor, but out to a stable area. When you go into the stables, it's not filled with horses. There's wolves. Dire wolves. You can hear some of them howling, growling, snipping, and as the orc Malcor begins to walk along, of course, they all grow silent, and they come up to the bars, and they lap at his hands as he walks along. 
um, each of them fighting for his attention. Um, he says, they're a lovely lot once you get to know them. And uh, you're going to need something to ride yourself. What say you uh, pick one of these? Okay. But of that course sounds... they say, they say a wolf really picks their rider, not the other way around. What so do you mean by that? He says, if you uh, if you manage to keep your hand, you'll uh, you'll pass test number one. So I'd like you to get you to do an animal handling check. Eighteen. Eighteen. Jesus. That's good. What did you roll, bass? That's 16, and I only had to add two. Oh, so I would have really good roll. Um, so I guess fate is with you, I guess. Um, so, you, without hesitation, you know, uh, without, how you say, second-guessing yourself, you extend your hand uh, out to, to uh, towards the cages. And, sorry, dry skin. Um, one of the wolves, uh, it lowers its head um, after sniffing the air for your hand, lowers his head for you to reach out and touch him. And you see Malcor and he's, he's watching, he's like, well, that's rather impressive. And not even a whipper. Okay. He looks uh, the back part of the stable. He sees you can see a couple of workers there, uh, both human. He says, "All right, get it saddled up and get it in the courtyard." You, he says, pointing to you, Aiden. Or what was your character's name again? Lord. Lord. You, Lord, follow me. Um, and he uh, leaves back out the same door you both came in. Uh, instead of uh, going, uh, you guys end up going back into the uh, the main uh, the main courtroom. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, then um, you go back out there, and um, you go into a back door. Actually, the same door that Brandon and Dean had gone through previously. Okay, um, only when you go in there, they're they're uh, they're not in the hallway. They're probably down the stairs investigating the area in which uh, they discovered there was a goblet of blood and uh, apparently a sarcophagus and a couple of the things down there, which spread the evidence of some sort of vampire that may have been living in the keep. But um, you make your way not to the first door or the left, but to the second. And in there, you open it up, and there is an armory. Okay. And opens up the doors. He says, all right, if you want to get up with anything, You'd go ahead and do it now. If you need anything at all, 
where we're going to go on a patrol. Nothing fancy. We're just going to go out there and see if there's something out there worth shooting. Hmm. But there is Sound. a chance that what we end up shooting at might end up shooting back. What is that supposed to mean? What do you think it means? We're going on patrol. If we come across anything we don't like, we're gonna kill it. And sometimes things don't like getting killed, and they try to kill you. You ever been in a fight before? I kind of like this idea. <laughs> What'd you say? I kind of like this idea. <laughs> okay. But yeah, he tells you, you know, go ahead and get yourself ready just in case you do have combat. Okay. There's going to be a patrol, but patrols can end. You know. The whole reason for a patrol is to make sure there's nothing nefarious going on out there. If there's anything nefarious going on out there, well, you guys got a bunch of work writers. Very true. Well, I think I'm going to look. I need some arrows, in all honesty. So, um, <coughs> give me just one second. I apologize. So, uh, you said you wanted to get some arrows. Yeah. Um, find a number of different arrows. And you find arrows of different styles. You have like basic uh, castle forged arrows, steel tip, and you know, um, very beautiful shafts and so forth. Each, each one intricately made. You have a, uh, um, of course, uh, elven arrows and orcish arrows, and even some dwarven arrows, so on and so forth. You can tell that they've been fashioned in different ways. Um, anyhow, uh, you even see what might be poisoned tip or not poison tipped arrows but uh, poisoner's arrows which has a little uh, satchel with it that has basically a little compartment for your poison for you to dip your arrows into mm. what are you looking for yeah I'll take that uh, that one with the poison Okay, he sees you go for it. He's like, oh, good choice. You uh, have much experience with poison. Not too much, but it couldn't hurt to help pick it up. Or it couldn't hurt to pick it up. Could be entertaining for me as well. After all, if you don't know what you're doing, it's a good chance you could uh, poison yourself. So, go uh, right ahead. I believe that's a uh, wyvern poison. Don't worry, it's just paralytic. Interesting. Where did you get this? Oh, <laughs> well, wyvern poison? Yes. From the... Oh, you must be new here. You don't know about the Wyvern Riders. 
Tell me about it. Hello. There's a bunch of, uh, you know, um, riders of wyverns. Uh, so there's a fleet of, uh, of wyverns that uh, have riders, just as much as we have orcs that ride direwolves. There are drow that ride around the backs of wyverns. That's kind of crazy. And now for a short glimpse into the past as we wait for another player to arrive. Uh, Lady Vell is a character I made. Um, and when I discovered this keep, there was a, like a, I guess you could describe it almost like a, like a tower almost, but it wasn't like a full tower. And it was like an aviary almost that was built into the, into the keep. And went inside, and there's this wyvern in there. Uh, and it's sickly. It's, you know, starving, you know, half to death. And my party members were like, you know, we should just kill it. Uh, and they were thinking XP. But I thought of potential. And I was like, don't kill it. Instead, uh, we had a ranger with us, played by Terry. I was like, hey, Terry, I, I believe that maybe your work could be done here as far as bringing the character, the creature back to good health and also teaching it to trust us and so on and so forth and maybe even training writers of wyverns, you know. And I actually got the opportunity numerous times to ride this particular wyvern in combat and to go do different things, endeavors. And so I wanted a little fleet of them. And so I put together like a couple of sessions where we just, I started being a quest giver. I was a player that was playing the part of a noble that was giving out quests to other players that were playing the part of these adventurers that were living in my city. <laughs> and so I was like, hey, I need some wyvern. I need wyvern for two reasons. One, it's cool, but also I needed wyvern poison. I needed the venom. Uh, it was one of the ingredients I required for um, becoming a lich. It was a potential for my character that I always wanted. And eventually, it was a good for me. Oh, did I say too much? I think I did. Anyway, um, pretty interesting. So yeah, uh, Chimeria is basically you. You have you have you been paying attention since you've been here? Yes. It is a mixture of all walks of life, okay, of all races, from elves to orc, mm-hmm. dwarf to you know, all living in harmony together, okay. Uh, they claim themselves to be more like a Switzerland is, you know, you don't start nothing, won't be nothing. They are, they're neutral to most other nations. They act as a neutral territory. Okay. Um, but yes, their their lands are protected by wyvern and, war, and wolf riders. Um, they have orcs that ride upon the backs of dire wolves that happen to be lycanthropes that uh, patrol the lands while wyvern riders also patrol to make sure that the lands are safe. Um, 
what I want you to do, Brandon. Uh, yeah. I want you to get on the World Wide Web, and I want you to pull up um, Orc and Orc, okay? So I found one, uh, Medium Humanoid Orc, Chaotic Evil. Aiden, was there anything else you wanted from the armory before? Um, yeah, to see what kind of bows they have. Okay. Um, they possibly grab a new one. Well, they find you find a lot of like fancy uh, bows and so forth here. What kind of bow do you already have, Aiden? Uh, I think it was just a normal longbow. Okay. There it is. Yeah, it's just a longbow. Uh, um, you find basically the same equivalent to that, and as you're looking through bows and so forth, uh, Malcor, the guy that's there with you, he produces a bow of fine quality. And he says, if you do well for me today, I'll give you this bow. Deal. So, um, from there, you leave with Malfour. Of course, you don't need anything else, do you? No. So you leave with Malcor out the same doors you came in and down the hallway and back out into the court, um, the main court, and then through the foyer, back out to the main courtyard where you, you know, seen the captain drilling the soldiers many times before. But instead of that, the, the uh, courtyard is full of orcs and dire. There's like... 20 direwolves in the courtyard and orcs as well to do. Okay. Technically 19 orcs and 20 direwolves. The of course 20th is, is my- your. Okay. Yeah. Malcor. Malcor he motions to the orc. Um the uh, the dire wolf, and, you know, uh, you follow them over, and of course she says, "Well, this is the one that chose you, or you chose." So uh, go ahead and mount and uh, follow the uh, follow the party, and uh, if they tell me that you pulled uh, your own weight when you get back, this bow is yours. Okay. So, when you uh, get aboard and so forth, uh, you mount your uh, your dialogue. I'm going to ask you once again to do an animal handling. Now, because you because you succeeded the first time handily, I'm going to give you advantage on this chance. I got a ten and a seventeen. So seventeen. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you um, left the 
the wolf sniff your hand. It licks your it licks your palm, and you uh, pet its uh, and tug its ear and hop on its back, and it lifts up with you uh, aboard it, ready to go. And sitting on the wolf next to you is an orc. Is an orc, Brandon. Yes. <clears throat> that, okay. So you see this elf. Um, well, why don't you go and describe yourself again for us, Aiden? And what uh, mood are you in? Because that determines what you look like. I'm a uh, Eladrin elf ranger. And I'm pretty happy right now. Um, happy, so like springtime? Yeah. So you're sprouting vines and leaves and uh, things of that nature? Yeah, I'm out doing what I love. Okay. Alright. Um, so you uh, get aboard the the orc and look to or the, the dire wolf and look to your left and look at this orc gnarled and nasty with his armor and his his blade oh not blade his uh scimitar and um riding this dire wolf when he looks over and brandon do you say anything to him this elf riding a wolf i kind of i kind of uh look at him and go puny elf never catch up never keep up I guess we'll just have to see who can keep up. And about that time, you hear one of the orcs, uh, who seems rather important. He says, All right, you scallywags. Get with it. Let's head out. And he uh, begins to motion and draws his, his, uh, his sword and... Um, you see him motion towards the gate and he begins to leave and everyone else on their wolves also begin to leave at a basic trot making their way out of the courtyard now aiden yeah i'd like you to do me a uh now normally operating like a um, riding a horse or anything like that, a mount of some sort, there's a dexterity check involved in order to maintain your balance upon. I'd like you to, to, you to go ahead and roll me a dexterity check, please. That's just like a normal D twenty, and then whatever it is, right? Yeah, and if you're if you're proficient with dexterity, then you can add your proficiency. I got eleven. Okay. So, uh, you the wolf begins to lurch forward, 
and you can feel yourself a little bit wobbly in the saddle as you try to get your maintain your balance on it um, as it lurches and its hips swayed one side and the other. You, you don't come off of it, but you're just, you know, you're like a, uh, a sailor that has forgotten his sea balance. And uh, it begins lurching forward, and you're, you're, doing, you're doing fine to maintain, but only bare. Um, but at a gentle trot, you begin out the courtyard and enter into the city. Okay. Uh, there, of course, you, uh, ride out through a pathway that leads you through a, um, 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 a training ground. Okay. Which would be like a, um, what's the name of it? <laughs> A compound, thank you. A small compound, a military compound. And from there, you cross a bridge and make your way out into um, the uh, the wilderness outside of the gates. Um, of course, on your way, everyone, of course, stands aside watching you ride out. Some of them even cheer, cheer watching you and seeing you ride on these... Uh, Large is some endeavor that they always look forward to. Did somebody just drop on? Uh, that many of them look forward to. And as you begin to leave out the gate, you can see in the sky above you what look like large bat-like creatures with long necks and long tails with bat-like wings that fly overhead. As you are leaving on patrol, see that wyvern riders are returning. And they go into some a tower that is inside the, the keep's courtyard. Uh, and funnel in through the opening at the top. Uh, each of them coming to roost on the on the uh perch on the uh on on the top ring of the almost aviary and then crawl down inside disappearing as you guys leave out the gate to begin your return. Hmm. There was five white each with a writer. Interesting. Um so yeah, uh a few minutes go by, and you are just setting out um, past the farms and the plantations that lie off, nestled off into the nooks of of the uh, the borders of Chimera. Um, and as you get about you know a good mile out of out outside of the walls, you come off the main road. And begin making your way into the Great Plain. At this point in time, you guys start running full speed. Okay? You're no longer at a truck. You are going. And the uh, wolf, it is lurching and, and jumping and leaping and bounding. Almost like a deer would run through the woods. Um, I need you now. To go ahead, Aiden, and roll me another. 
Dexter. And if you're proficient, you can add that proficiency. Twelve. Say that again? Twelve. So, when the wolf pack uh, lurches to the left, again, off, running off into the, uh, the plains, as your wolf leaps over a rock and the first bound, you're not ready for And you fall off the back of it like a failed rodeo clown <laughs> and roll on the ground uh, just in front of this rock only only inches from busting your head completely open. Go ahead and roll me a uh, yeah, roll me a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, acrobatic. We can do acrobatic in order to, you know, land. <laughs> Ten. All right. So. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Do you, you have some dice available for you, Aiden? Go ahead and roll a d six. <laughs> six. All right, you take six points of bludgeoning down. <laughs> As you tumble on the ground, you fall like a sack of potato. <laughs> and you just tumble head over heels. The wolf, of course, stops, comes back, and is like sighing, trying to apologize as it licks your face. And meanwhile, you're just like... <clears throat> uh, Brandon... You run around on your barring and circle back around. You're like, get up, you lazy good-for-nothing elf. <laughs> Sorry, I took <laughs> your toes there, but yeah. No, you're good. It's all good, man. Uh, just want to give you a little tidbit update about this, Patrick. I am now in Discord on my computer. Nice. Success. Yeah, so. In, know, uh, right? in uh, I to celebrate, to celebrate, why don't you insult the elf's mother? <laughs> oh, oh, how did it go? How did it go? Uh, I'm just your 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 mother. No, your mother smelled like elderberries, and there was a motherless goat. Okay, I like the improv. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you, you, uh, are you giving up or are you getting back aboard that? that wolf? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, pat the wolf on the head and, uh, hop back up on. Okay. All right. So, you dig in with your heels onto its side and, you know, make sure that you're nestled in there really good. Um, and when you're ready, 
you go ahead and, you know, nudge the wolf underneath its belly with your heels, and it begins to lurch forward again. Um, Brandon? Yes, sir. You're leading the way. Okay? What I want okay. you to do is I want you to try to go as fast as you can. Okay? Riding okay. that wolf as fast as you can. And how you're going to do that is I want you to make a dexterity check for me. Okay? What you're going to do is you're going to roll your d20, add your dexterity uh, dexterity modifier to it. Okay? And then tell me what the total is. Alright, so I tried to look up the the uh work monsters for D and D. It will not it only brought up the no the, the stuff, so uh, um, no problem. I'm gonna no problem. I'm gonna use my character sheet. You okay. just tell me what I need to add and subtract and whatnot. That's fine, we can we can do that. Um give me one second. Don't fall off, Brandon. It it hurts. Right. Okay. So the Ort has a uh, plus one dexterity. So I'd like you to roll plus a d20. Dexterity. Okay. So I'd like you to roll a d20. Okay. And you're going to add mm-hmm. a plus one. And then you're going to also add your proficiency bonus of a plus two. So you're going to roll a d20 plus three. I got a 16. So okay. That would be a 17. So you lurch forward on your on your orc, no problem, and begin bounding again at a at a fast pace. Uh, Aiden, I'd like you to do the same. Oh, Go God. ahead and roll dexterity. If you're proficient with it, <laughs> at proficient. What al- hold on? What allows me to add the proficiency bonus? Okay, let me look at your character sheet real quick. I forget sometimes that I'm playing with uh, newer players or players that don't play five E all the time. Okay, and so some of the things are you know uh, almost like speaking Spanish sometimes. Uh, no I problem. have mine pulled up. I have mine pulled up. Uh, it- no problem. We're not <laughs> in your lord. Yeah. Okay. It looks like you have a plus five dexterity bonus. Okay. Uh, You are proficient with dexterity, giving you a plus eight in the stat. So I want you to roll a d20 and add plus eight. Okay. Aiden, are you doing it off your phone? Okay. Never mind. I see it. 24. All right, so you roll a 24. Jesus. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So you actually begin on your on your wolf bounding twice as, well, you bound so fast that you not only catch up with Brandon, but you surpass him. <laughs> <laughs> any problems whatsoever. <laughs> As I zoom past him, I just give him the middle finger. (laughs) 
So I have a feeling that your roles would have been completely different had you known you were adding a plus eight. But for the narrative, it worked out perfectly. So I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> yeah. So from there, you you cat you two catch up with the rest of the warks or rest of the wolf riders. Um, and you guys continue your way across the place. Um, uh, about an hour transpires, and you guys have, have traveled several miles. You guys really don't seem like you're heading, Aiden, you don't feel like you're heading in any particular direction. You kind of just seem like you're running from like a checkpoint or some like weird, obscure, like a uh, rock pile to some weird log that has something etched in it and then you know you're just going to weird checkpoint you're not really going anywhere you're patrolling making sure that the land is secure zigzagging here and there backtracking checking different little valleys and um different watering holes seeing if people are here and you it's at one of these watering holes that you guys okay and uh your wolves after riding for the first hour or so um, you know, they're getting antsy, you know, and so forth, very playful, and they begin to make their way over to get some water as the rest of the orcs go and, you know, begin uh, checking around the area. Uh, some of them pull out some meat, some some ale. Uh, no fire starter. You're not going to be here long. Um, one of the orcs says, all right, you got 15 minutes. And then we're back on the run. Uh, we got to go check the lake. Make sure the lake isn't uh, doesn't have anyone nearby. Now, I have been hearing that there might be some gypsies that have been stationed out there. Now, uh, from what I hear, they have failed to pay trip. So, um, get ready, boys. We're looking for blood. We're looking for gypsy blood. We're heading to the lake from here. I want two parties. One headed north. One headed south, and we're gonna pinch them at pass. No one survives. You got it. Understood. Yes, sir. All right. So it changes. I I go. I start <laughs> feeling very uh, chaotic. Say again. I start feeling very chaotic. Oh, so now you're uh, getting summer, so you're glowing with embers and fire. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh, so Brandon, you see this, what was this woodsy elf, okay? (laughs) Listening listening to this inspiring, somewhat inspiring, you know, uh, hey, let's go murder some helpless people, and suddenly gets all fired up, literally. What do you think? So I, uh, I noticed that he's uh, now glowing with embers, and I calmly look at him and go, "Oh, so now we're gonna turn this woodsy, peacekeeping, loving elf that was sprouting fire flowers. Now we're going to fight with a firecracker." Aiden, do you have a retort, or is that a? a are you going to take that from him? 
I'm just gonna warn him not to get too close because it might get a little hot. Implying that, like, I'm really ready to just go kill some shit. And I really don't care why. Alright, the lead orc. He says, alright, you two, that'll be enough. Alright. The uh, boss wants to see what you have. I'm gonna have you take point. Take point coming south. You there. Gumps. He looks at you, Brandon. Apparently that's your name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gumps. Okay. You stick near him. Make sure he's not a sissy. And you bloodthirsty sons of bitches, let's go get him. You got it, boss. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was entertaining. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so apparently, Aiden, you're going to be leading um, the chart um, of your group. Eight. All right. And uh, Brandon, you're supposed to make sure that he's not scared of, you know, being the first one to, to, to pull the trigger, meaning that he's supposed to be the one. No one else shoots until he does. You make sure yep. no one else shoots until he does. Okay? No, I got you. Alright? Anyone anyone mm-hmm. says different, you deal with. It. You've been entrusted with that as part of your deal. Alrighty. Alright. Alright. So, uh, you guys uh, finish up resting up and uh, getting your your wards, um, some water or wool. Pardon me. I'm still a, a little under the weather. I got you good. Bless you. So you guys uh, finish up resting up at the watering um, and you guys been again on your way Brandon you know the direction that you're supposed to be heading and so you're guiding me up you know and about 30 minutes or so from you guys beginning off you can see the lake that the orc was talking about previously um, and sure enough you can see that there is a encampment of gypsies there um, this seems to be three wagons, okay? Maybe about 10 to 15 people. Um, and of course, a few horses here and there. Um, there is a, a fire that is set and they're cooking dinner or whatever. Um, and some of them are bathing and others are cleaning their, their, their clothes and whatever they're doing normal camp stuff um let me get some stealth checks guys now i got a question my character is he proficient in stealth uh oh yeah let me i got a nine so oh no You're gonna roll a uh, 
I want you to roll a, a plus three for it, Brandon. And uh, plus um, three. Yes. Um. So, Loric is it? You should be rolling a plus eight. So you're gonna roll a d20 plus eight. I got a nineteen. Was that you, Brandon? Yes. Okay. And Aiden, what did you get? A nine. Um, you rolled a one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, as it turns out, being a large burning uh, fireball is not a good thing when you're trying to be quiet and hit. As you guys come up on the, uh, come up out of a gully up onto the rise, looking down upon this encampment, and as soon as you do, there is Aiden that is, you know, fly, fire coming from his head, and one of the, one of the, uh, one of the gypsies stands up and points and says, Orcs! So they're about they're they're about a um about a hundred and hundred and thirty feet out right now, Aiden. Okay. Okay. Your wolf can move pretty fast, and uh, you can shoot pretty far. Um, in fact, you have a what looks like a five hundred, you know. Uh, you have some range with this thing, from 150 to 600 feet. So they're definitely within range, okay? Um, and your wolf, it can travel pretty quickly. Um, 50 feet, I believe. Per, let me confirm that. Patrick, I just want to say I was right earlier. It was a dog in the bushes. Oh, it was? What kind of dog was yeah. it? Uh, I don't, I don't really know. So yeah, your your dire wolf, I was correct, can move fifty feet per round, which means if it ran full speed this round, you'd be thirty feet, and you could be shooting arrows. So, what would you like to? Uh. I would like to start charging up there on the back of my dire wolf while uh, shooting arrows. Okay. So you, you ride forward, go ahead and make an attack. What shall I roll? Okay. So I'm bringing up your character sheet. You have a uh, plus 10 to hit with your longbow. You have two attacks per round. Thirteen. Thirteen? Yeah. You rolled a three? <laughs> yeah. You so your first arrow, it shoots high, okay? Um, just over the head of the uh, the guy that was pointing at you. 
as he ducks underneath the air. Um, you do have another attack. And mm -hmm. you have this hunter's mark. Yeah, yeah. How do I use the hunter's mark? Oh. So your hunter's mark is going to be a, uh, a bonus action. Okay? All right. Mm -hmm. All right. And so look on your character sheet. You're going to go to the spell section. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you see that? Yeah, I see where it says cast Hunter's Mark. I want you to go ahead and press that. So you're going to press cast on it. Now you're using that spell slot. Okay. Yeah. Now that you so you cast it, and then you're going to do an additional D6 points of damage, and they really can't hide from you. Even if they, like, try to, you're going to have advantage trying to find them. So it's all good thing. Twenty-three. Okay, so you hit. Now, normally, what your damage is... is a d8 plus 5. So go ahead and roll that for me. A d8 and add 5. Twelve. Okay. Now I'm going to roll another d6 and add that to it as well. Add it to the twelve. Yeah, that's from your hunter's mark. You can actually access the spell again on the spell slot and just roll that d6 next to it or you can just find a random d6 on the character sheet or roll one physical it's up to you oh because that's the that's the effect of this that you can it was a 15 um wait no so oh so you added you added the full total and it came out to 15 total yeah. Okay, got it. So you do kill them. Uh, you hit this this time as turned to run right in his back and he falls over. Um, Boshima. So on your next turn, you can use your bonus action to turn it on to a new person. And from this point, it's your turn. Okay? So you see that he made it a turn. Not only that, but he also fell his first victim. Yay. Especially if you really right. you get to attack too. So um Yeah. Um you have a javelin, okay. Um okay. it has range of from thirty feet to hundred and twenty feet. Now you can charge full full movement of your dire wolf and be within thirty feet of them, so you won't take disadvantage of that. You'll be completely within range. So, um, okay. So, if you want, uh, go ahead and roll your javelin to attack. All right. So, what's the uh, the bonus that I get? Like the plus five or anything plus, like that? Plus Is there five. anything plus? Plus five. Yeah. Plus five. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna roll a because I'm on my third character sheet, so I'm using, I'm just using the dice on there for it. <laughs> that way I can add it, add it to it. So. Okay. Got a 17, so 
plus five. Alright, you that hit. Is, yeah. Yeah, you hit. So you're gonna roll a d6 and add a plus three. Add a plus? Yep. I got nine to that. Nine. So you hit one of the other gypsies with nine points of damage, and you shoot it, hit them with it with the javelin right in their leg, and crippling them. And you know they, they're, uh, they're, um, they're not completely, but they're they may as well be they're on the last leg, as it were. Um, right. And uh, one of the other orcs throws a javelin, and sticks it into his back, and he falls over dead. And a few of the books they come in, and as as they do, uh, this band of orcs from the other way start hollering as as the gypsies begin scurrying, trying to run up the embankment, get on horses, and trying to, to uh, um, get onto their get their wagons moving. Uh, you see the other orcs start coming from the opposite direction. Um, and cutting cutting them off to where there is they, they know that there's there's no hope. They're coming around both sides of the lake now. Um uh, and so they're far off in the distance though. But uh, you guys are right up on them. They just know that even if they get past you guys, if they even escape you guys, these guys are gonna track them down. So they're gonna stay. But uh, you guys end up killing like three uh, one of them being Aiden, and then you, Brandon, uh, and one of the other wards. The other wards, they, they start in another, another one, and uh, they begin uh, their wagons trying to uh, trying to flee. Um, a couple of the uh, the gypsies, they start shooting back with uh, crossbow. So, Aiden, what is your AC? My what? Your AC. armor class so by your character sheet I'm looking at your character sheet now I'm showing a 15 okay alright so I'm gonna roll C to shoot at you um and he rolls a 4 3 which is going to miss okay um, and it shoots at the foot of your wolf, at your wolf, you want to call a ward, at your wolf, uh, your wolf snarls, um, and then one of the other gypsies, uh, pulls out another crossbow and shoots at you, Brandon. Okay. Now, going off of the, uh, the, the orc that I found on, on the interweb, um, my AC class is 13, with height armor. So this is kind of surreal. The uh, the gypsy hits you with a bolt, and you're going to take four points of piercing damage. Okay. So it hits you right in your leg, um, as almost to give you payback from the, the guy, the javelin, and your 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 inner your thigh gets uh, hit with a bolt. Just as it meets the uh, where right where around where it meets the knee, so you could say that, that you got hit 
Go ahead and say it. Yep. I got hit. I still got air. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, that's going to bring us around to the next round. Aiden, it's your turn. So you were able to down one of the gypsies with your uh, hunter's mark. So you can use your hunter's mark again as a bonus action and apply it to someone else. Would you like to do that? Yeah. Okay. So there is uh, the guy that was shooting at you with a bolt. I'm assuming that's the guy you want to hit, or do you want to hit the guy that actually hit Grant? Both of them. I want to shoot two arrows at once. Can you you have that ability? I don't know. I didn't know that was it. Fine. What I'm asking is, do you want to target one of them with Hunter's Mark? Uh, yeah. Because you can only target one or the other. Yeah, I'll target the one who hit Brandon. Okay. And so go ahead and attack one of them, and then go ahead and attack the other. Okay? Alright? So you do have two attacks, so you can do that. Whether or not you hit them both, I don't know. So go ahead and shoot your first arrow, and this will be the guy that that you that hit Brandon. Okay. Or what? What was what was your name again, Brandon? You remember? I do not. You want me to go off with just uh, the, the 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 character that they that I pulled up? What did you pull up? Literally, his name is Orc. Who RC? Um. That that's a, a race. I think. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, so, sure, we'll call you. Orc. Sure. Uh, I, I forget sometimes the names I give people. So here it is, Gurch. That's your name, Gurch. It's like a guttural thing. It's Gurch. Okay. Okay. Um, and so, anyway, so Brandon, I mean, I mean, Aiden, roll your attack. Okay. Sorry, I distracted. And what was it I added to that again? A plus ten. Yeah. Okay, a 15 and, or sorry, so if it's plus 10, then a 25 and a 9, or 11, sorry, a 25 and an 11. Hold on, hold on. So the first one, you hit with a 25, and then you rolled a 10, and you rolled a 1? Yeah. Okay, I want to make sure. Okay. Alright, so you hit with the first one, go ahead and roll a D8 plus 5, and then plus a D6. So roll a D8 and a D6 plus eighteen total. Okay. So you shoot him square in the heart. Um, 
and he lunges forward and falls out of the car, uh, falls out of the wagon, out of the back of the wagon. Uh, and then you quickly turn to shoot at the other gypsy, and at that time, the wolf jumps over the uh, one you hit, branded the one you one you killed, and at the time that you're trying to shoot with the arrow, and you end up uh, uh, completely missing. Um, go ahead and roll me a fumble, okay, to see if you hold on to your butt. So I want you to roll a uh, roll a dexterity saving. Me? Yes. Oh, okay. You're gonna roll a, uh, a D20 plus eight. Twenty-seven. Okay, that's to be fine. You you don't lose your weapon or anything. You uh, recover just fine, uh, but you do miss four. Granted, um, it is your turn. Um, mm-hmm. Elf has killed the 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 uh, gypsy that that hit you. Uh, there is still a gypsy with a crossbow bolt you know, aimed at both of you. What would you like to do? Um, I would like to take. Now, am I am am I within my range of my javelin? Sure. All right. What I would like to do is I'd like to. Uh, roll to throw my javelin. Uh, So what I'm I'm sorry, I should be more plain. So uh, what I'm kind of imagining is you guys are creasing this caravan of wagons with these gypsies on And as you're taking the last cart, there's two guys pointing out of the back of the wagon shooting at you with crossbows. And as you're shooting at them, one of you know, Aiden kills and then jumps over it, you know, that's how he stumped Bumble. And so there's still one other guy in the back of that back. Okay. So Brandon, okay. it, go ahead and make your attack. Alright. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna roll for my attack, which will be let's say what, three? Yeah. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll roll I got an eight. Um, okay, so that's gonna miss. So you throw you throw your javelin, um, and it planks into the side of the wagon. Um, one of the other orcs he throws a javelin, and it misses as well. Um, as you guys continue to chase him. Um. The gypsies turn now, and I'm going to shoot again at you, Aiden. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gypsies are not going down without a fight. He hits you. Ooh. How much? For full damage, it's going to be eight points of piercing damage. You get hit right in the shoulder. Ooh. Alrighty then. 
right in your left shoulder, the one you hold your uh, your bow and arrow with. Well, then. but uh, I'm now you're not going to let that slow you down. Of course. Um, oh, absolutely! It is your turn. Um, you guys still chasing the bird? I can use a, a cure wounds, right? Or wait, no, that's for somebody else or something. Um, yeah, you can use that to like heal myself. Yep. And that's a 1d8 plus 2. All right, so you fully heal yourself. Oh, yeah, roll it. Yeah, sorry. I mean, it's better. I I got three. Give me one second. Sorry about that. I'm back inside. Um, so yeah, um, you said you rolled a total of a three. Yeah, so I healed for three. Okay, so you still have five points of damage. All right. Um, so that means that it would be uh, brain industry. Brandon, you still have one javelin left. Okay. Uh, so let me see. And I'm just going off of based on what I found. Uh, the It was just like a simple, basic um, uh, pa- character sheet that they yeah. found on You're the DMV Beyond. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I am going to... Since it's base, basically, I got either melee or range, and right now we haven't stopped the wagon. I'm going to use the javelin. Um, I'm okay. gonna. So, Brandon, let, let me stop seat. you there. Let me stop you there. Let me lay out some options for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you guys okay. are trailing right behind the wagon. Okay. Do you remember mm-hmm. how earlier in the session I had you and Aiden kind of race? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. So I adopted that from a previous game called Star Wars Saga, whatever. And in that, okay. they would use different vehicles, and they would try to push their vehicles to their limits. And if they did, by a certain degree, they would increase the speed of that vehicle. So, if you roll a d20 plus your dexterity modifier... Mm-hmm. And your proficiency, as we've determined to be a plus three, okay? And you can get a mm-hmm. plus ten 
uh, you can hit a DC of a um, 10, then you will be able to increase the speed of your wolf. Okay, by a little bit. Oh, nice. Catching up to the wagon. Nice. All right, so I'll I'll actually do that then. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to do an opposing by the wagon. Okay, and if I'm higher, then the wagon continues to succeed. He's going to get a plus two for this check. So I'm going to roll against you. Okay, you get a plus three. Okay. I get a plus two. Succeed, you need to roll a 10, okay? But then you still have to beat, a, beat me in order to, you know, keep it faster than me. I got a, a, I got a 14. I rolled a 14 with my plus three. Okay. Um, I rolled a dirty 19. Mm. So he continues to keep ahead of you. That's okay. You still have a job. And next turn, if this yep. continues, maybe we can catch up. Okay, so go ahead and throw your job. Right. So, is it still my turn? Yes, it is. All right. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna uh, roll for a um, a javelin. Now this time, I'm not gonna aim for the uh, person. More or less, I'm going to aim for the the wheels since it's a uh, a wagon. I am going to aim to try to throw it in between the spokes of the wheel to try and flip that wagon. Okay, so okay, I like that. All right, so we'll say that you instead of just straight up trying to charge up and catch up to the wagon because you are trying to pass it or get up catch up to it, you actually veer off a little bit to the to the right, exposing exposing the hind side or the the uh, the um, broad side of the wagon, and you aim your javelin directly into it. Go ahead and roll me a uh, an attack. It's a plus three. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got uh, twenty altogether. Okay, you do hit. Go ahead and roll me damage. Nat 20? You want me to roll the d20? No, 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 no. You're going to roll damage. So that's going to be uh, the damage for the javelin. Um, mm hmm E6, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I got a 5. So uh, d6 plus 3. So 5 plus 3 is 8. Okay. Yep. So... Yeah, you do eight points of damage to uh, the wheel, okay? And mm -hmm. this does, in fact, even though it doesn't make the wheel come off, it does make the wheel jostle a little bit. And you know what this does, Brandon? It so slows down the wagon. Yep. Success. Okay. Um. So... What I'm going to do here, because it's my turn now, after the other, uh, after the, the wagon speeds up and you two, and um, Brandon, you alone are keeping up with the wagon, trying to keep it from getting away. Meanwhile, you throw 
your javelin into the side, and you try to slow it down. But you're the only one really in range. The rest of the orcs, they're trying to throw, but they're at disadvantage now because they're a little bit out of range, okay? And so all of their mm-hmm. all their javelins are missing, you know. Um, but the 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 guy he's he's still up, and he's gonna try to shoot you one more time. Mm. <clears throat> he does hit. Here's here's a moment. This is it. Here we go. For three points of damage. Okay. So let's see. Uh, you're not exactly the most hardy of creatures. You are a basic orc, a basic two hit die creature. So you previously yeah. took six points of damage, am I right, into your leg? And now yes. you're taking another three. So that's a total of nine. So you're down past half the points, but you're still up. You're still up. You have six hit points left. You're clinging just by a thread. As this other bolt comes and it hits you in your shoulder, okay, your throwing arm, okay, on your your right right arm, uh, and right in your bicep, right in your bicep, you know, you're like ah, you're out of javelins anyway, but uh, um, right, it's to the sword now, no doubt. Um, yeah, and Aiden, <clears throat> yeah. All right, we come back around. It is your turn. Oh. Uh, am I still close up to the wagon? Um, Let's go and see if I we will. can keep up with your wolf. The, wolf. the wagon did speed up trying to keep away from Brandon. So um, let's go ahead and roll a dexterity. Okay. You have a plus eight for this. Fifteen. Okay, so you managed to to uh, keep within range. You're not going as fast as Brandon is. Brandon is actually keeping up with the wagon just fine, and the wagon is slowing down a little bit. So you're still within range, um, but uh, but yeah, you're you're still let's say about uh, you're about ninety feet from the wagon right now. Okay, so you're still in range within range with your bow though. If you would like to make an attack. Now, are you going to try to attack the guy that's shooting? Or uh, you did get your hunter's mark. Um, now, you didn't choose to use it the next turn, so you, you lost it. It's no longer in effect. Okay? Um, yeah. You chose to heal instead. And so, um, would you like to use another bonus action to reactivate it? Spending another spell slot, or do you want to just go all natural? Uh, I'll just shoot at him naturally. And are you going to shoot at him, or are you going to take Brandon's cue and shoot at the weak? Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, I will. I'll shoot at the wheel. Okay, make an attack. What was that? Make it so. Engage. Sally forth. Green light means go. Go, shoot, shoot, shoot. 
roll your attack. Oh, I thought I hit the roll to hit it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I got six. <laughs> I didn't know how many different ways to say it. <laughs> right, I just zoned out really bad on that moment. <laughs> so roll your d20 and add a plus two. Twenty. Uh, dirty twenty. Okay, you hit. Uh, roll damage. That's going to be a D eight plus five. My curse is remembering all these things. It's a D eight plus five, right? <clears throat> You're cutting out pretty bad. Yes, I didn't say anything. I just nodded. So I can tell you guys are, are on Discord, so you're not seeing me when I'm agreeing with you. Okay. Uh, I'm now back at it. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes I'll just be like, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Another D's. 14. 14. All right. Uh, 14 points of damage. So you rolled a a, a a 9. No, wait. You rolled an 8 plus 5. So to get 14, you would have had a roll. Right. I only rolled it after that. I was adding it. Okay. So you would have had a roll a 9 to get 14. It was a 10. So just roll a D8 plus five. Eight. Eight, okay. So you hit, hit the wheel with eight points of damage. And this damage isn't further. Um, the wheel doesn't come apart completely, though. It has a, a decent hardness. But you have another attack. Would you like to attack it again? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so 15. You hit. And then roll your damage, which will be... The D8. D8 plus 5. 10. Okay, so that's plus. Uh, what I typically do for objects is I give them a pool of points, okay? In this case, it's like 20. So once you get 20 points, you'll destroy it. You guys were right there. So, um, yeah, so uh, you managed to destroy the wheel, and the wheel actually comes off. Of the uh, wagon... Then you know skids on one on one wheel down on, down on the ground digging in, as the guy that's still in the wagon shooting out the back comes tumbling out of the back, and uh, um, and then uh, the wagon actually comes to a halt. Okay, as the other two wagons continue to speed off. Um. You can see that this other group of orcs are now making their way around the wagon and 
have come on an intercept course to uh, waylay and surround the other two wagons that continue charging forward as you have stopped this one. Um, Brandon. Brandon? Yes. I'm sorry, you cut out really bad. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, you can hear me, though? You're good. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, Brandon. Um, so the wagon comes to a halt, and the other group of orcs have now caught up to the other wagons that were charging forward as you guys have waylaid this this uh, one that you shot the wheel off of. It is your turn, okay? So you have no okay. trouble catching up to a broken wagon. And you approach. Right. There are, of course, uh, more gypsies inside. And we're going to say from this point, you just kind of have your way with them, okay? I'm not going to... I'm not going to... We're not going to do this. <laughs> we're just going to say <laughs> the, the rest of the... The rest of the gypsies... Uh, when the rest of your works and like that, they catch up to them. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys have your way, and you guys have your prize. Um, you guys gather a number of resources. Um, the your group um, from this wagon gets about eighty gold or so, and when you split that out amongst you, it comes out to about like you know seven or eight gold per per person. Um, plus a couple trinkets, this and that. Um, there is, of course, one of the crossbows. And the leader of your little band um, comes comes over and, and sees that you've taken a crossbow bolt to your arm, Aiden. Um, is this, uh, and he sees that it's still just kind of sticking there. And he grabs it and pulls it out. <laughs> it's good. You got bled in your first fight. It's good. <clears throat> and he licks the uh he, he licks the bolt. He's like, Yep, that's the blood of a warrior. I've smelled it before. So how did he do? Looking to you, Brandon. Mm-hmm. He asks you how how uh, Aiden's character, uh, Lauren, did. So I smile nice. I smile, you know, really, really big. And I uh, I look at the commander and I go, well, our little firecracker, you know, he has a big bang to his, uh, his hits. He, uh, He's no longer the dog that barks. He is the dog that bites. And he led the charge? Indeed. Indeed, sir. He did. He uh, he actually uh, did very well. He got, but he got him right on the mark the second. This is good. Sorry. Still, still sick. Like a little Niagara Falls going on. Um, no, you good? So yeah, 
you guys are um, are there, and all the works are listening to you uh, talk about the events, and they agree that uh, Lorik, you you performed well in the heat of battle. The rest of the orcs that were traveling with you told of how you you know killed two on your own, um, and you know uh, how uh, you managed to bring the wagon to a halt, and uh, that you know when you were hit, it didn't stuffage you at all. You just continued on as though nothing had happened at all. And uh, you performed well. Yeah, you were you were a good warrior, great asset. Um, and so you guys end up finishing up your patrol. It takes several hours. Um, and you make your way back around uh, and come back around to the um, south entrance of Chimera. Um, by this time, the night has set back in and you guys come back in and the streets are very quiet, uh, as you make your way into the, uh, castle keep and into the courtyard there, Malkor, um, the orc waits with you and waits in the courtyard. Next to him is this, uh, human captain. That normally is out in the uh, the courtyard training different soldiers, and then next to him is Lady Val. So they three the three of them wait in the courtyard as the forty orcs um, come. Or sorry, yeah, uh, 20, 20 orcs riders come riding in on. 20 dialogues and you guys ride on in um and uh uh Malcor um uh listens to the leader talk about the endeavor and said that uh talks about the patrol caught up to the gypsies uh managed to slaughter them uh without any trouble um and it says that they weren't carrying anything of uh, any significance. Um, and they they only had a few little trinkets. Um, um, Malcor asks if, uh, if Florek performed well. The, the funny-looking elf. And he looked over his shoulder. Um, and he nods. He says, I, he has the blood of a warrior. Um, and Malcor, okay, uh, nods with approval, okay, and looks back over at Lady Bell. He says, <clears throat> Lorith won my, uh, my writer's approval as a true hunter. Therefore, I approve. <clears throat> and, uh, he dismisses everybody, okay, and the orcs, uh, they, they, um, start to file out of the courtyard and the wolves, they begin to make their way back into the kennels. Um, your wolf, Aiden, um, as you get off, it nestles up to your, your hand as you, as you pet it. Um, is there anything you'd like to, uh, say to the wolf or whatever? I don't know. Do you want any alone time with your wolf? 
<laughs> Damn it, Brandon. <laughs> uh, is there any, like, uh... Wine and dine it, huh? Not that kind of a long time, Brandon. <laughs> Although I should have known. <laughs> as soon as I said it, you started giggling. I was like, oh, please don't say it. At least you refrain from saying it. <laughs> so I, I give you credit there. So, Aiden, is there any food? I, uh, is there any food or water around that I could give to the wolf? Sure, we'll say that you have some rations with you, with you, uh, or some dried meats and maybe you know whatever, some bread. Um, the biscuit sniffs the biscuits and sniffs your jerky and definitely likes it. And you start feeding it, sure. And I would also. Uh... You don't say. It's a bold move, God. Let's see if it works. Was there something else you wanted to do, Aiden? No, that's about it. Okay, I don't know why it sounded like you were going to do something else. Okay. All right, so yeah, you're feeding the, the... the wolf um, dried meat and your biscuits as um, Lady Vell um, approaches you. She has uh, a bow in her hand. She says, Malcor told me you were looking into a new bow. He speaks the truth. He told me he made a promise that if you performed well, that he'd give you this bow. Indeed. He is a walk of his word. I am asking you for your word. She hands you the bow. Will you wield this bow in my honor? I'm sorry. I'm still speaking like a woman. Lady Bell's voice got really weird. Right. She's <laughs> sorry. <sighs> in the shadows, realm. The shadows Well then, I was told by Malcolm that you were looking into a new bow. Is that correct? Indeed. And I was told also that he promised you this bow if you performed well. Is that also? Yes. She then produces the bow and hands it to you. 
Malcolm is an author of his work. <clears throat> so we, Malcolm is an author of his work. And I, I wonder if I have your word. Will you wield this bow in my honor? As long as there is always coin and rum involved. I didn't realize it'd be so easy. Those things are easy to come by. Do you not aspire to more than just rum and riches? Maybe. What is it that you truly desire? To be the best and have the best gear. For one to be the best, you have to have a measure of what the best is. So, who should you? Who do you idolize? Who is it that you aspire to be? The great hero? The great hunter? The great assassin? Assassin. Then your measure of a true assassin. There was one known as the Dragon's Bay. Have you heard the story? No, I have not. Well, come, follow me, she says. The wolf, it seems to have come to like you. Um, call it again. Really? Of course. Why, thank you. It will be here. We will take care of it. Whenever you whenever you want, and she will be there for you to ride. You do realize it. It is good. I only keep feelings. Hmm. And then she says, uh, like, what's that? I said, I'm liking this place more and more by the minute. Um, and then uh, she says, um, follow me. As one of the trainers comes out and collects the wolf and takes it into the, <clears throat> the kennel. Um, you, of course, follow her into the uh, main foyer and then down to the left. Now, you've never been this way before. Every time you come in, coming through the foyer, you see all the flags, all the nations. God, and the first time you guys did, or the first time Brandon and Dean did, they heard music and they went into the, the main uh, audience chamber, which you, of course, have used many times since you've been here. Um, but this is the first time you've actually gone to the left. 
and start following her down that hallway. And it becomes, it's a long, long corridor. And then rounds a corner. Of course, there were doors that litter the walls here and there. And you make your way up some stairs and make your way into the rooms above. Um, she walks into one of the chambers there and you see that it is adorned with many um, um, tapestries on the wall. You see a rug of like a, a polar bear and you see a, uh, a wolf that is stuffed and you see an elk that is mounted to the wall and you see even like a mountain lion that is is perched on the top of a mantle that sits over a fireplace and that there is a bed in here and um, um, says this of course I made for a, a fine hunter I wanted you to feel at home this is your home well thank you she um lets you enter and then um enters in with you and sits at one at the table um and invites you to sit at the table with her I would love to she says, the dragon's bane. Now, the dragon's bane has been said to be a legend. Um, now, many legends are often not quite as true as they're said to be. But if you look deeper, you will find the truth of where legends come from. The dragon's bane was thought to be one man was found to be many. I say man, but it was never a person at all, really. It was an organization. An organization that did its best to give the illusion that it was the same person. And it would operate all across the world, even the same color. A white palm. A white palm. No one knows if it was actually a handprint or if it was some sort of decoration or some sort of stamp, but they're persistent on victims. Victims that, of course, met their demise by someone providing someone else with enough coin to make them decide that they were better off dead. And the legend of the Dragon's Bay grew. But why? Why do they call him the Dragon's Bane? Because even dragons feared this assassin. See, made its living, its bid to be legendary with a vendetta against a dragon. Now, I don't believe that you have such ambitions, but Maybe you do. So tell me, what is your dragon? Hmm. 
Dang, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just respond with, I guess that's something that I may still have to figure out. So, how about you ponder that? At some point, get back to it. Meanwhile, your friends, they have a dragon of their own to slay. A job. And if they are successful in that endeavor, perhaps they will meet you here and tell them. It has been nice to spend this time to know you, as it were. Tell me. Is there any questions that you have for me? Do you know of anything else you need me to do? Eager to please, are we? Indeed. All in due time. Very well. But do you have any, you know, you must have some curiosities. Sure. You can't have spent all this time in Chimera and been like, oh, this is normal. I mean, come on, honestly, this is me talking to you. (laughs) You know, you've seen some stuff. You've got to have some questions. And here she is offering you answers. Are you really just going to be like, ah? <laughs> I really hell wouldn't. <laughs> I guess I'm curious on what all is really going on, like all the secret stuff around this place. I've noticed like people hanging out on the other sides of doors. Well, we have conversations. Secrets. I keep no secrets from anyone. Why, I always tell you exactly what I mean. If you saw someone on the other side of the door, it's because you were meant to. You see, I had to make sure you knew that you were already dead. Oh. And and how am I already dead? No, uh, you may misunderstand. At the moment, here's here's my perspective. Some strangers come wandering into tavern, asking questions about one of my nobles doing their business in one of my stores. And not all my business is exactly reputable. Some things are not exactly always on the up and up. For instance, right now, I speak with an assassin. So, when people come around asking questions about my business, I make it a point to know that they mean me no ill will. So when I say, you were meant to know you were already dead, I mean to say, that you were meant to know there was somebody on the other side of that door. And definitely if that, well, how do I put it? 
I'm not a nice person. She says as she grabs an apple out of a bowl. Okay? Okay. And you see that there's many fruit in this bowl. Oranges, tangerines, some grapes, and a banana, and an apple. She picks up the apple. And as she picks it up, you can see that it already begins to wither and wilt. Okay? And it just begins to decompose and turns and crumbles into nothing between her fingers without her doing anything at all. And she just simply blows it and it comes to ash and falls on the ground. And as it falls on the ground, the illusion of her comes away. And she is not a beautiful, elegant woman, or an elf, or a drow, or a noble, or alive. She is an undead creature, filled with the soul of malice and ill content. She is a witch. Her eyes grow like embers. Her skin can completely pulled and, and stretched across every crevice of her bone as they protrude at different points. And you can see the flesh is decomposed and wilted off. Almost as she moves, you can see the skin begin to flake off and turn to ash. And you can see as her hair is flowing backwards. It still is full and white and almost glowing the blue hue as her eyes glow with red and green embers. But it doesn't glow protruding. It's somewhere behind the blackness. You see this glow. And you see through as she speaks her lips do not move. And you continue to hear her speak. She speaks with, of course, this flowery voice. This is my true form. I suck life from those who do not find it to be precious. Do you Do you enjoy life? I do. Good. Because I take no enjoyment from taking it from those that do not care about. Now then, if you betray me, I will swallow your soul. <laughs> and with that, I bid you good day. And she gets up and she walks out of Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just sit on my bed and uh, rub my forehead as uh oh, I almost shit myself moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Behold, Lady Vel. Right. I just rubbed my forehead and, well, that was scary. <laughs> well then. <laughs> and I think I'm going to end the session right about here. Um, of course, if there's anything else you wanted to add or do from this point, go ahead. But I think this is probably the moment where you need some contemplation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, with no further ado, I guess, unless you had anything else, Aiden, or Brandon. So, going further with mine and Dean's uh, kind of mission quest, I don't physically, my character doesn't know what Lady Bell looks like. It's only Aiden now that knows. So, I am not to say anything when me and Dean are doing our campaign. That's correct. Quest. So oh, yeah. You have, you. you have that unfortunate thing. You know something that your character doesn't know. So you have to make that division between player and character knowledge. And that's the state yeah. for any good player. So, um, yeah, yeah, that that right there, that's pretty that's pretty intense and that's pretty cool. Um, how we get to uh, get involved with our character, but and in real life, we we actually know the whole story. We actually know the whole perspective of each character and what they look like and how they speak and everything like that. Doing different different quests and shit. 